Unrelated. 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 not talk like that. So, how do you want to start this shit? Uh, I think we've already started, bro. Oh, we uh, have. We have I think started. think so. <laughs> okay. Um, so, everybody be warned, there's going to be some cussing in this. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, and actually, can I just say for the record, I hate the term cussing. It makes me sound like some, like, antebellum person. <laughs> oh, no, there ain't no cussing in here. Oh, like, Lord, Lord, Chris, Lord. Lord this... Almighty. Yeah, get me the laudanum. Um, <laughs> laudanum, exactly. My, my ex-girlfriend, we, her mom and dad were very Southern, and they were uh, just sort of like old-timey racist, but yeah, not yeah, yeah. like, you know, not like walking around saying, calling people names or saying things out loud, but very like... Right old school conservative Republican, like they hadn't moved out of the fifties kind of thing. Yeah. And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like her mom taught at this private school for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, of course it was for fucking kids. What am I talking about? Private school for dogs. <laughs> it was not Beverly <laughs> Hills. No, private school for kids. And, uh, -huh. uh, I don't know why I just said it again. Anyway, she transferred to a different school and she liked that school a lot better. And she mm -hmm. was like, she's like, wow. She goes, it's just so nice with these, these, they, they don't have any they color have... children and they're like what the, what did you just really say that and so we would imitate her and just take it as far as we possibly could right, and just be right, like right, right. wow i never had them them it's so much nicer without all those mulattoes <laughs> you know i mean it, we quadroons. Just, yeah right exactly those octoroons in those quadroons octoroons like what the fuck is wrong with white people like i don't get it yeah, it's uh, all those all those terms crack me the hell up when I think about it, you know, like, you know, that that they've gone so, so hard into it that they've got to come up with like categories and the terminologies like the like the 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 percentage of right. Negro that I you mean, might be. <laughs> it's more work to do that than yeah, to just be yeah. like, you can drink out of the same fucking water fountain as us. I don't care. Right, right, right. Right. You it's put so deal. much time and effort into being an <laughs> asshole and hating. You yeah. came up with words. You yeah. came up with a whole lexicon. Yeah, yeah. It's it makes it's no kind sense of to me. Amazing. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. So I guess maybe we should introduce ourselves and like what I this is about. It. Give some background here. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Do you want to do it? Or you so, want me to do it? I think I well, uh, I think you should do it first because I think because you've made this up and I think it's brilliant. So I I, I, I want to take the I want to take the credit that I can take, but like this this whole brilliant idea. I okay, think so is yours. how about this? I'm going to introduce you, and then you can introduce okay. me. How about that? Okay, that so great. you better say something fucking good. So <laughs> this is a pet project that we, my good friend Otto and I, have come up with, and this is the unrelated podcast and that kind of stems from two things one we are clearly not related mm -hmm. <laughs> though we were uh we grew up together and sometimes wonder if we were separated at birth because a lot of the we have a lot of the same thoughts although he's a lot more optimistic about the world <laughs> um and unrelated because we always say that when we're jumping off onto tangents when we have these rambling conversations about you name it Right, it, right, right. I met Otto, I think we were like eight, 
something, something like eight years yeah. old. Yeah. And we were in, of all things, Catholic school. Right. In Schenectady, New York. <laughs> in Schenectady, New York. And I don't remember exactly when. I, I remember meeting you and I remember hanging out with you. But the first like vivid, vivid memory I have of you and you're going to like be like, cut this out. Cut this out of the podcast. Oh, I know where you're going. Go ahead. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, we yeah. were t- we were taking a test, and Otto is like such an overachiever in school. Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, this. you don't remember this? And we were taking some tests, and you sat across from me. Yeah, like to my left, and we had those like those desks that had like the slanted top to them, and like yeah, the pe- yeah. like the little groove that you could put your pen or your pencil in. Right. And I remember you had like started to raise your hand, and the teacher was just ignoring you. This is how polite Otto is. Instead of just getting up and like screaming, running out of the room, he uh, just he just puked all over his desk. I Do you remember, remember doing this? Not one bit. Oh dude. my god! Not this was all. like fourth grade, I think. Shit, really, Sister I Mary don't... Paul? You just yacked all over your desk, oh, and god. then I was like, "Wow, how did that just happen?" And then some point <laughs> after that, you and I just like start hanging out. I don't, I don't know. Like, we get, we started playing like Dungeons and Dragons and yeah, yeah. Um, reading J.R.R. Tolkien. And I, I love, 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 love that scam we ran in fifth grade. We were reading these ridiculously long books. Like everybody else is reading like Judy Bloom and yeah, like yeah, yeah. whatever it's, other. What is it? Hardy Boys or whatever. Hardy Boys. Yeah. Stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And he yeah. and I are reading like the entire like Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> and the books are like 800 pages long. And I remember yeah. the teacher was like, I, I don't know if we decided at the same time to do this, but she's like, okay, I need you to do a book report. And we're like, well, we're not done. <laughs> and she was like, okay, well, can you do a book? report on like just the part that you're done with and we were like no, no. <laughs> and we got like an extra month to like read this massive book Jeez. i don't remember that dude. i have all. such I remember... stupid memories of every yeah. excruciating detail of life i think that's why you're like really good at like trivial pursuit and that kind of thing because you store a lot of stuff in that head of yours that just, just comes useless, out of different... useless garbage yes <laughs> it's good at bar trivia yeah, 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 yeah. And we didn't talk for like, God, like 20 years yep, or something yep. like that. And then yep. Otto tracked me down on, uh, yeah. was it like LinkedIn or LinkedIn. Facebook? I don't yeah. remember. I think it was LinkedIn. And he's like, do you remember me? And I was like, hell yes, I remember you. Because <laughs> he had moved away when we were in like sixth grade or something like that. And back then you had to like call. And there was like long distance fees and like yeah. we had to write letters to each other, which we did for like a year. And then it's like, you know, like a 11, 12 year old kid, like the world is calling. There's all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on and we just lost yeah. track of each other. And then he tracked yeah. me down. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. I mean, so yes, we met in Schenectady um, at St. Helens Catholic school that my parents made us go to. My Ghanaian parents made us go to because they're like, oh, you're not getting enough discipline. And we're like, dude, you're Ghanaians. And like, you guys are really, really strict. Like my American friends, it's like, it's like pandemonium what they can get away with. And I can't even like take your name in vain, mom. But anyway, let's go to Catholic <laughs> school. Thanks, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're, uh, I mean, my, my memory of you or my, my clearest memories of you Speaking of J.R.R. Token is one of the reasons I'm like a fantasy nerd is because, number one, my dad introduced me to Greek mythology and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, cool, like monsters and stuff like that. And even like 
reading the Bible before I knew what Christianity or anything was. I was like, oh, this is a book with like a bunch of monsters, especially when you get to the end. There's like a seven headed Medusa that comes out or whatever the hell. This is like awesome. Right. But Seacott, uh, when I went over to his house the first time or w- one of the first times I could remember, your pop and you were like, have you ever heard of J.R.R. Tolkien? And I was like, no. And you guys handed me The Hobbit and I'll never forget it. I, I got into that book and I was like, holy shit. And from The Hobbit, then it was um, Sword, um, of Shannara. Sword of Shannara and Terry Brooks and all of that stuff. And I became like a super nerd. And then we started playing D&D and all that stuff. But like we were we were freaking frack back in uh, back in uh, elementary school. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, cool. like, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. The other the other memory I have is your little brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. Hair. <laughs> yeah, the first time the first time that Otto came to my house to um, it was like a sleepover. It came yeah. over and like basically we were at the point where we were still playing with like Star Wars figures and yep, yep. all that stuff. And I, I, I think we actually watched like Crawl. I think we were watching like Crawl. Yeah, Crawl. remember that we horrible movie? In, or maybe yeah, we were I watching. We it, it, it was theater it was and some, saw Crawl. It might have been, but it was something we were watching something like that on HBO when Otto and I are sitting in front of the TV, like you know the the thing the kids do yeah. when you're little, where you're like kneeling in front of the TV. Yep, and yep. just watching and like blocking everybody behind you. And my brother, who's like, eh, he's almost like eight years younger than us, yeah, just comes yeah. over and he had he had never seen a black person in his life before because in Schenectady it's like it's white. I, it, yeah, I mean, basically, I think there was like your family and then mm-hmm. your cousin's family. Yep, yep. And then some, yeah, that that was pretty much it until I met some people in in high school that there was a little bit more diversity, like some Asian American and. Right, other right. black kids and stuff and um yeah my brother comes over and he just touched otto's afro like he'd <laughs> never seen that kind of hair before because we're all pretty fair-haired and right, like, right, very right. straight not even curly hair yeah 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 and he came over and like touched his head and was, is that what you were gonna tell oh yeah totally yeah. so I, I have a fond and vivid memory of that of just like this you know little what six-year-old kid coming over and just like patting my head <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So I moved, my family moved to uh, Westchester, New York, and then, you know, around sixth, sixth grade. And then that was, I mean, there was one time where you came up to visit us. Um, and then, and, <laughs> yes, yes. And then <laughs> and there's there's a couple stories there, but um, we had a great time. And then, you know, we kind of went our separate ways because, you know, life goes on. But over the years, I would think, oh, what, what happened to that kid? Seacott what happened to that kid I was always wondering and then it wasn't easy back then to find somebody right right? but then suddenly we have the internet and you know everybody's on social media and stuff like that so I tracked you down uh like you just said on LinkedIn just to repeat it again and so what I loved about that is that when we tracked each other down you came into the city and you just happened to be in the city yeah, and I was planning for my wedding at the time, and I was with my yeah, fiance. Yeah, that worked out really well. So. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I think we were both so engaged anyway, at but, that point, right? Oh, oh, was I? Yeah, I, I didn't was meet engaged. your fiance, but I met yes. you. Came and met me and my fiance, and I think we were actually wedding planning. Yeah, exactly. You, you, I think your wedding was like a week later or something like that. And you actually came to that, and made a guest appearance. I, Yes, yes. But uh, yeah. And so you guys were like, uh, wherever we met in some swanky place or whatever and had some cool bar. Right, right. Right. And the whole point of me saying this is that literally 30 years later, the first thing we start talking about is the shit we talked about when we were 
eight. Like we were like, so the new GI Joe and like, oh, the, 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 the we started talking Marvel movies yeah. and Marvel comics. And like, that was really the basis of our friendship from every, anything nerdy you can think of from D and D to J.R.R. Tolkien to comic books. Like that's all we talked about. And we were obsessed with all that stuff. We were obsessed with star Wars and it just, it just never stopped. So right. at age 40, we were like, so the new star Wars, do we do we do we do You know what I mean? So we've been yeah. works for the entirety of our lives, which I'm proud of. I, yeah. I distinctly remember talking about, we'd both seen the, it was right after the first Lord of the Rings movie had come out. Um, and I remember, and I said, you know what? point was so awesome and at the same time we both went the bell rock yeah and my i I think that was the point where my fiance just went all right you two dorks stay here i'm gonna go shopping or something like that just left us and we just nerded out exactly but you know so to get sort of the point of what we wanted to do with this podcast is when we were kids i don't really think other than the fact that i don't really think we realized at that point the difference that we were going to experience in life with you being black and me being white. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I know you've told me some things that happened, Mm -hmm. but I don't think we knew, but we weren't acutely aware of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then to grow up and see like what direction our lives had taken very different experiences of the world. Right. Right. And I think that's like the basis of this podcast is like talking about some of these issues and things that we experience that people don't talk about them. People point fingers. People don't even try to understand right, where right. the other person's coming from. Right. I'm going to be frank with everybody. I'm, I'm white and <laughs> <laughs> I'm a white, straight male, cisgender, whatever, the, whatever all the categories yeah. are, just tick them sure, off. Sure. Yeah. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination an alpha male in the world. You watch Paul. <laughs> watch football that's the only yeah we were just joking that is literally the only (laughs) thing i think i do that is like stereotypical heterosexual alpha male like everything else is like like i'm i'm as we're talking i'm i'm looking at my clock going when's doctor who on um (laughs) such a nerd but one of the things that drives me crazy is i hear stuff like white people love to say it's like oh i don't see color dude that's not a good thing yeah it's not of course you do of course, it, right. And and I'd be lying if I said something like that. Like, mm-hmm. everybody sees color. The difference is how you're reacting to it. Am I right, treating right. somebody differently because I see mm-hmm. that they're from a different background? Right. You know, and I'm not going to say I'm perfect because as we'll get into on some of this stuff, absolutely not. Like, I look back on some of the stuff that's happened in my life and I'm like, what the hell right. was that? Yeah. But it's trying to understand and trying to be better with that. Right. And from my perspective, I think I, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, there's um, and again, I'm the black guy on the on the podcast. And unlike you, I'm black, but I'm also <laughs> cisgendered, <laughs> heterosexual man who carries a purse. <laughs> Who carries a purse? He has a purse. <laughs> I've got I've got actually a couple that I actually like. But, you know, th- there there's a. There's a part of this where my experience, like moving through America as a black person, moving through the world as a black person and how you're perceived and all the thing, all the expectations that are sort of put on you and the ways that people react to you without even knowing you. It gets it gets just old 
And so sometimes it's um, it's hard to even have conversations. It's easy to have conversations with other black people, which we have all the time. Yeah. Right. But it's always hard to have the conversation with a white person. Right. Because even the ones that you know and love, sometimes they just don't see it in the same way that there's some things that my privilege don't allow me to see and recognize. And so I think that I have a list of white friends who I say they they seem to have had their shots. They're updated. So like I can <laughs> deal with them. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? There's a couple that you have to leave behind because obviously they haven't been keeping up. So it's just like uh, I can't deal with you. But there's very few uh, there, there's there's a few board certified, very special, old, pale white people that I know that like are certified that I can actually have this conversation and not want to strangle you. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. Um, <laughs> which well, sounds really, really dramatic. You know, well, you know, I whatever. somehow, even though I I stayed in in the Schenectady area growing up after Otto had moved away. And can I blow up? Schenectady spot for a second. Sure. Boy, am I glad I we moved away. Oh my <laughs> god! It was in yeah. a way a nice place to grow up because it oh, was absolutely. quiet and safe and all of those things. And I get why our parents were there. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely. absolutely, and I, you know what? If you're still there, if you're one of my friends or one of Otto's friends that still lives there, or even maybe you just found this podcast and you're listening. Yeah, I, no disrespect to it, but it was just so not for us. Absolutely. Like, I could not get out of there fast enough. It, it is a lovely place to visit. Absolutely right. no way, shape, or form do I ever want to live there again. Yeah. <laughs> right. I stayed in that same Catholic school, and, and I actually got to be friends with your cousin. Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, did, mm -hmm. did I ever tell... Okay, I'll come back to that in a second. I want to tell yeah. you a little bit about, about JoJo. Like our, I think it was our junior year of high school. He and I mm -hmm. went to, we, we both ended up in a public high school together and right. they had class elections mm -hmm. and there was all this, like there, you know, like there's president, vice president, secretary, blah, blah, blah. And there was this position right. called historian. Okay. And that was the, that was the person who was going to be elected and keep track of like all the school photos and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And later on down the road, they'd have to still say somehow attached to that and help plan the reunions. Uh, right. So it was Jojo decided he wanted to run okay. and the <laughs> the young woman that was running against him was this girl, Shelly. Uh -huh. And I had Shelly lived not too far from me. and I had the biggest crush on her at the time. Right. Well, Jojo <laughs> asked me because he knew me from grade school, like, hey, would you help me get posters together and stuff? Because he knew that uh -huh. I was an artist. Uh, um, yeah. was an artist at the time. Like I drew on right. shit, which you and I did all the time. But Absolutely. so I, I launched like the most insane ad campaign for him. Like we found all <laughs> these historical photos, uh -huh. like first man on the moon, like Muhammad <laughs> Ali standing over Frazier, like <laughs> all these crazy things. And I just like, it was just all like photocopied, but I like cut out Jojo's head and just pasted right. it over <laughs> all of them. <laughs> and it was like vote Jojo, vote Jojo. Yeah. So we plastered the school with them. Right. And I remember like election day comes mm -hmm. and everybody is voting. And as I'm going to vote, Shelly approaches me and like makes nice with me and everything. And I go into the <laughs> voting booth and I, I like I'm like, what the hell? I'll vote for Shelly. 
<laughs> you could have lied to her. JoJo lost by one vote. No. <laughs> yes. yes. He lost by like one oh, vote. Dude. And I was like, I didn't say a goddamn thing to him. So JoJo, oh. if you're listening, I am so sorry. Oh my God. What a waste Holy of crap. a vote. Jeez. No offense to Shelly either if you're listening, but I felt so <laughs> I was the freaking campaign manager, man. <laughs> Oh, good God. Anyway. That's awesome. Oh, I'm such an I'm such an <clears throat> asshole. But so back to my point. Sorry. Yeah. This is, again, unrelated. This is how we roll. I somehow, like, a lot of my friends were African-American, Asian-American. Like, I don't, it just happened. Like, I don't see color. Yeah, I don't see color. Exactly. <laughs> no, it was very weird. Like, there wasn't like a big representation of like minority groups where we mm -hmm. grew up. But for mm -hmm. some reason, like we all just gravitated towards each other. Right, right. And my two best friends in high school, one of them was black, one of them was Filipino. Right, right. And having friends that were from different ethnic backgrounds, I started to see some of the world through their eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, like I go shopping with my friend Jason, who was African American. And I'd noticed mm -hmm. that when I was with him, we have followed around the store. Right, right. And things like that. And so when I had white friends make comments, you're like, you know, something comes up, you're like, no, no, you, you're not, you're missing it, dude. Like, there is actually something to this, mm -hmm. you know? And to this day, I've paid attention to things like that. When I hear things like black guys getting treated differently than this white guy and people are like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, don't like white people are like, oh, no, 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 no. They're just, right. it's in their head. Right. No. It's not. It's yeah, not. Yeah. Th these things happen. Mm -hmm. And just because they don't happen to you right. doesn't mean they're not happening. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's always the issue with privilege, right? I, I say that, you know, privilege isn't something that you did, right? You just happen to exist in a way that in a certain circumstance, you have privilege. Like you and I have privilege over people who can't walk. And so right. we can ignore the entirety of their experience because the entire world is built around us being able to walk. And so right. why do we need on Why do we need, you know, um, wheelchair ramps and all these elevators all over the place? Right. If you don't think about it. And I right. think that the, the frustration that people who do face all the different kinds of isms is that the people who have the privilege don't realize that it's not about having the privilege. It's just not realizing that you have privilege and that you couldn't do the same thing in the same situation. You, right. you know what I mean? To the, to and this, that's what drives me crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I, sorry, that's my paper there. Um, one of the things that I run into a lot is even my, even my more open-minded progressive white friends, mm -hmm. they'll hear the word privilege and they bristle mm -hmm. or they make a joke about it. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a, it's a thing just because mm -hmm. privilege is not to me, it's because it's not happening to you. You don't right. acknowledge that it happens to somebody else. And then exactly. you have the privilege of not having to acknowledge it. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like we, as you said, we've got privilege, like, oh, I don't mm -hmm. need that wheelchair ramp, but somebody does, right. you know, right. I don't need food stamps. Somebody mm -hmm. does. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. you get into like things with food stamps, like, oh, well, they're taking, they're gaming the system. Mm -hmm. Dude, somebody's going to game the system no matter what. How many right. people abuse, people do abuse welfare. I'm not going to kid myself that they don't. Is right. it the majority of the people? No. But are there people that do? Absolutely. Right. And you know how many companies, big corporations game the system and yep. steal and cheat and all these things? We don't say yep. shut down every company. Nope. But we do say 
pull all the food stamps, pull right. all the welfare. Right. And you know why? Because you, it doesn't impact you. It, it doesn't impact you. And, you know, the people who don't have power are the easiest ones to, number one, scapegoat and number two, take the shit away from because 100%. they can't take it back. You know, and that's that's the frustration behind all of it. I mean, that's the frustration I have with, um, again, when people say, like, not all cops, I go. I'm one of the quote unquote good Negroes. Right. And yeah. I've still had shit happen to me with police officers. Now, have I been shot or anything like that? No. But I know, for example, when I you know, it's it's funny, like the way I react to the world because of those un, because of that, that stuff that works under the surface that somebody with my skin color experiences. Right. So, for example, there are things that I know most of my other black friends do, like, for example, um, you know how now you can walk into the Apple store, yeah. pick something up, and somebody can come over and just check you out, and then you can walk out of the store. Or right. you can even buy it before you walk into the store, walk into the store, pick it up, and right. take it out. Right, right, right. I fucking never do that, dude. Right? So if 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 I get like a USB charger at the Apple store, right, oh. and they check me out, I make sure, number one, I get a bag, number two, I get a receipt, Absolutely. number three, I walk slowly out of the store, right, and then I usually stand out of the store and look at my cell phone for another 30 seconds, so it doesn't look like I'm running out of the store or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Because, and it's crazy, because that's something that I don't have to think about, and again, right, right. or you probably even wouldn't think about, right? right. <laughs> like but, it wouldn't cross your mind. No, and you know, there's things that I notice, and uh, until you said that, that would have never even occurred to me. Right, right. Never occurred to me. But as you're saying it, I'm going, yeah, you know what? Because I've seen things like that that would lead me to believe things like that can happen. Sure. There was a great example. Like, I was aware, I'm aware that there's privilege. Whether mm -hmm. my white friends want to acknowledge that or not, there is such a thing. Not too long ago, a few years back, I was interviewing for a job. And okay. I was going through a staffing service, a recruiter. Mm -hmm. It was for a really high-paying job. Mm-hmm. And they were going to make like a pretty penny off me getting this job. Sure. And I went in and I filled out all the paperwork and I did the background check and blah, blah, blah. And they said, and I said, anything else I need to do? And they said, yeah, you need to do drug test. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, when do you need me to do that? And they said, right now. <laughs> and I said, oh, fuck. Because I had just visited my sister in Colorado. Yeah. And I partook, yeah. you know? Legal. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So, but it's not legal where I lived. Yep. So I just, I was backed into a corner and I finally just said, Hey, just so you know, mm -hmm. visited my sister in Colorado. Just so we're clear. Yeah. yeah. And the woman <laughs> said, okay, take the test. She looks at the thing. I was looking at the color on it. I did not pass. <laughs> and she just goes, okay, we're good. And threw it in the garbage. And that was it. Wow. And I walk out the door and I think within 15 minutes, I called you and I was like, you are not going to believe what just happened. <laughs> and there is no way, there is absolutely no way that I get away with that if I'm like a 20 year old Puerto Rican kid. No way. Or the fact that I'm a clean cut, conservative looking white guy, mm -hmm. I got a pass right right and i and that said my look my whole demeanor mm -hmm. i think it's pretty safe to say i look like again a conservative clean-cut white guy the number of times and you may know this sort of anecdotally but the mm -hmm. number of times mm -hmm. that as soon as there's not a black person in sight mm -hmm. that black jokes happen or commentary oh, I... on black people mm -hmm. i don't you know but you don't know Right, like right, it, right. Because you're you're not part of that world. Just like right. I'm not a part of sure. your world. Right. It is so 
disconcerting. Right. But I've gotten to the point where I used to say something mm-hmm. and now I just sort of let them hang themselves with the rope that they're yeah. letting out. Yeah. Just because I, I'm curious to hear what makes people tick. Right. There's some cases where it goes over the line and I just say, listen, pal, no. Right. But a lot of times, and you you and I joke about this, like I'll hear things just that, like I, I lived in Florida for years. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to say that everybody in Florida is a racist, but I met more racists in Florida than anywhere else I've ever lived. <laughs> and they all live there. Yeah. <laughs> but it was crazy. Like as soon as like, I mean, there weren't a lot of people of color down there. And mm-hmm. the second that anybody like that was not white was out of earshot, it was like, mm-hmm. boom, I got something yeah. to say. Yeah. And I had friends that just didn't, well, they weren't friends very long, but people that didn't get either what blackface was at all. Mm-hmm. Like they'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know how that's possible. Right. Or y'all made it up. <laughs> didn't get, yeah, right. But we used to put it on you guys too, which yeah, is super yeah. fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. But. They didn't, not only did they not know what it was in some cases, the people that did, didn't see it as a problem or they asked me why it was a problem. Right. And I remember having to explain to these very conservative people down there and they would say, so why is this a big deal? Like there was something at a college where one of the fraternities or sororities, they had like blackface on and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, became a whole scandal. Mm -hmm. And I said, look at it this way. I said, you're insulting a major percentage of the population. And I said, and it's certainly not just white people that go to this school, even if it's the majority of the people that are there. And I said, so it looks bad, not just for those people, but for the university as a whole. And I just tried to Mm -hmm. put it to them in terms they could understand because they weren't hearing that it was insulting the black people. Right. I was like, you are sullying the name of your fraternity, mm-hmm. sullying the name of the school. Like mm-hmm. if you went into work and did that, what would happen? Right. You'd be in trouble. Right. right. You would make the company look bad. And what would they do? They would mm-hmm. get rid of you. Now, mm-hmm. that didn't even resonate with some people, but the more quote unquote reasonable ones would be like, oh, yeah, OK, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. But they couldn't get it in terms of like how it was insulting to black people just as a, a whole. Right. And, and, I, and there's a part of me that's strangely understands why it's because the way the entire system has been set up is that you know the standard of beauty the standard of intelligence the standard of um the the highest um attributes of culture are white right um i knew this growing up from the beginning right when in schenectady i remember asking my parents like why do flesh-colored bandages look like this right that was back when they had flesh-colored band-aids right right um and well, they so called them flesh-colored band-aids they yeah, called yeah, yeah. them flesh-colored bandage right right um and I, I i seem to even remember that they had a crayon like that right and so yeah and they changed it to peach yeah, they changed it to peach, but that was it was flesh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like something small like that, just imagine just every single thing that you see excludes you as like you are the sort of like the other, right? Right. And so, if you've never experienced that, um, if you if your race or where your your people aren't the ones who are the others, you don't know what it's like to be an other. You, you you know what I mean? You you are the you're the standard. Everything else is different, right? right. So right, making fun of a white person. Like making fun of a white person for being white is actually you're not actually making fun of anything, right? You're sort of punching up. You know, you know what I mean? Right. It's no, like, I understand exactly what you mean. It's 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 when I hear things like, "Oh, it's 
if I hear if I heard you say like I hate white people, right, oh, it's right, reverse right. racism. Right. There's no there's <laughs> like, no such thing. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that's not to say that somebody of color couldn't be racist. Right. Because you certainly can. There's always somebody to pick on. Sure. There's always somebody to pick on. But for you to be right. racist to white people, th that's just no. It's not the same thing. Right. It's like it's like it's like the difference between saying I hate women and I hate men. Right. It's like you hate men. Great. But like men, we've been in control for the longest time. So like we're not in any danger. Right. So right. it's it's kind of the same thing. Right. Women have been uh, fuck. I don't know why they still stick with us, because it's been for millennium. That well, they, some, they, some of them don't. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. They, they don't. And they're probably better for it. Honestly, better, way better for it. But I, I, I think that's that's the issue. It's like, how do you explain what it is to be blind to somebody who's always seen their entire life? Like, how do you explain that? Right. Or, right. or opposite, somebody who's blind, how do you explain what color is? How do you explain anything if they've never experienced it? Right? How do you explain to us what it's like to live in a war-torn country where every right. day you have to get up and you don't know right. when you're going to eat and there's bombs going off? It's the same right. type of thing. Maybe that's the type of thing that people would understand more readily. I think Because so. we've seen enough goddamn action films and video games. Right. You know? Like, and the frustration for me, though, I mean, you know, to tip it back in the other way, because I don't want to, you know, I, I say I can understand why somebody who has privilege can't sort of recognize it. But the thing is fucking empathy, right? Just right. put yourself in the shoes. Like, that's what makes us human. We have empathy so we can actually imagine ourselves in a different situation. And sure. that's what frustrates me about those kind of people who go, oh, I don't get, you know, the people who bristle at privilege you know, it's like, I don't understand how you can't put yourself in the shoes, right? I don't understand how a man can at least put yourself in the shoes of a woman and say, oh, maybe, maybe, uh, let me back up for a second. I was just having a conversation with a couple of friends and, you know, one of the, one of the friends was a woman and she was saying like, you know, I know you guys are cool and I know you guys are, pro you know, progressive and you guys are feminists and all that stuff. But again, you don't understand what it's like to always feel that you're in some kind of danger yep, with yep, any man that yep, you're with. I've heard that from female like, friends as well. Yeah. Right. Something right, we don't like even have I to think on, about. Yeah. Yeah. I go out on a date and if I see wants to come to my house or I go to her house, there's not a part of me that thinks my life could be in danger or sure. I could be assaulted or this could go pear-shaped, right. I think. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But like in her mind, if she's smart, she should think, oh, maybe I shouldn't go home with this guy because my life could be in danger. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. That's the privilege. Like if I go, I, what the hell? Not all, not all men. Not all men. I, right. I don't get that. Then, then <clears throat> you're just not listening and you're just – and th that's – you know, that's the heart of everything here where it's yeah. like, I think this is why unrelated is a good thing because, uh, we can, we can have these frank conversations and it's a, it's a safe space. You know, I can, uh, you're one of my, you know, you're a certified white guy. So you can, <laughs> you know, honorary, um, yeah. yeah, I'm honorary, honorary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we're both wearing our safety pins on our lapels. So we yeah. know that it is a safe space. Um, but because we're unrelated and we seem to be separated at birth because we think the same way, we have nicknames for each other where I'm the good twin and Chris Seacott is the evil twin. Not because he's an evil person, but this motherfucker is dark. You know what I mean? You go places that I I don't go. <laughs> right. Well, the, and we can get into why that is as we yeah. go here. But.
Yeah, And we've steered into kind of heady, deep, a little bit dark stuff that we've been talking about here. Let me just say that that's not the way that we intend for all of this to go. We're going to have some of these discussions, but we want to keep it sort of, you know, relatable. Yep. And uh, that said, we've we've said that we're going to look at some things that are out in the world, in the news that caught our attention, and we're going to talk about them. So since I started the ball rolling on what this is about, I'm going to defer to you. What's going on in the world that is pissing you off or making you happy? Well, uh, there's there's a couple things. One, um, we are on the eve of Martin Luther King Day, and that's a good day, uh, but also a bad day, right? Because I always think of, oh, it might go dark again. But like for me, it's like this is the day where suddenly all white people um, – <laughs> I used the term good Negro before. Yeah, and the yeah. reason why is because that all due respect to Martin Luther King, um, I think part of the reason why all of this stuff happens with racism and, and extends to racism with people who don't understand what a black person might be going through is because, you know, he's and this we might have to cut, <laughs> but but I'll go deep and I'll I'll go as deep as I can and then I'll. Well, you're the one back. that has a reputation and a career yeah. to protect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm unemployed right now, so I can say whatever the hell I want. Right. Until somebody um, Googles me and finds this, and then I don't get the job. <laughs> but you will, because you're a white guy. They'd be like, ah, that's, that's right. Great. I get, That's right. Absolutely. It's like that old Eddie Murphy skit. As soon as you guys are gone, we get champagne and caviar. Yeah, that's oh how it goes. Oh, my God. That's the greatest. That was one of the we'll greatest have, ever. Oh when, when we get our social media stuff um, up, we'll have to post yeah. that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That is awesome. Um, so anyway, what, what I was going to say is that, uh, the nonviolence movement, um, mm-hmm. that very famous under Martin Luther King, I think that, um, I always get people who, when I am saying something with some salty language, I always get the white people who go, is that how Martin Luther King would say it? How are you honoring Martin Luther King's you know, legacy by using the F word like you just did? Right. It's that whole respectability politics thing. Right, right. Uh, and it's, it's, I, I think that the nonviolent movement has given some white people the idea that we are like magical Negroes, that we are supposed to just sit here and get our asses kicked until you guys figure out that, oh, we's people too kind of thing. Do you right, know what I mean? Right. So I'm always reminded that about that when MLK Day comes around and I'm just like, okay, here we go. We're going to have some of these uh, deep discussions about racism where people are expecting me to be the sort of avatar of all black people and the, the respectable good black person who doesn't use any curses or listen to like gangster rap or anything like right. that. Anyway. And, right. And meanwhile, over in white world, every year it seems like this just happened last year and I'm going from memory. So I don't have it right in front of me who it was that right. did it. But every year it seems like there's some DJ mm-hmm. or somebody on the air that mm-hmm. gets that somehow makes some racist comment, whether it's intentional or <laughs> right. unintentional. Like, cause if it's, right. not, if it's unintentional, it's simmering right below the surface and it slips out like last yeah. year. And I'm going to apologize in advance that I'm saying this. I'm just like, somebody said, it's like they're on the, the air on, it was a TV show, like right. morning news or something. And they're like, Oh yeah. Martin Luther Coon day. And they're like, Oh wait, wait, no, no, no. I didn't mean to say that. I meant Martin Luther King. And it's like, yeah. dude, why was that word even in your head? Exactly. Like, I, I don't just blurt out like, no. I, like I, I don't just blurt out like bitch when I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, when I'm, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I, I 
pick some random person. Like, I'm not like, oh, Kim Car, bitch. Like, it's yeah, like yeah, Kim yeah, Kardashian. Yeah. That has nothing <laughs> to do with that right. word. So where exactly. did that come from? It's clearly mm-hmm. on your mind. Does that make you a racist? Clearly. I'm not going to say that it does, but that's certainly a racist freaking thing to say or right. thing. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I only hear racists using that term with Martin Luther King. Right. Yeah. I mean, I actually, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, when I lived in Florida, I actually heard someone use that word in a conversation. Uh, Wow. Referring to President Obama. They just wow. flat out said that word. And I was oh, like, I, I got like I made an excuse and just got up and left. But I was yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. stunned that somebody yeah, yeah. thinks that it's even okay to say that. Yeah. yeah. Again, little white group of people, just hey, yep. this guy's on our team. We can say whatever we want. Yep. A couple of years ago, there was a uh, there was some uh, some DJ that said something like, "Oh, it's Martin Luther King Day. Let everybody celebrate. Go out and get some fried chicken and watermelon." And you're like, "Are you insane? What's wrong with you? What yeah. is wrong yeah. with people? Like, yeah. this isn't 1962. This right. isn't the 50s. Right. Like, have you not heard anything that's gone on in the last 50 right. years?" I think they don't give a fuck. So like, no, they yeah. don't give a fuck. I and about that, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. So go ahead with yeah. Martin Luther King Day. Anyway, so so I'm bracing myself um, for the deep conversations I'm going to get with white people who only remember the "I Have a Dream" speech and don't remember the letters for Birmingham and all the other shit that he's right. gone through. Right. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, okay, I'm bracing myself for that. But the other thing I wanted to do was just something that is absolutely. Can you hear that? The shipment was difficult to assemble, and I lost more so, time climbing to this As we do this, right? Um, <laughs> Love me some GI Joe. Yep, one of my favorite. Um, uh, one of my favorite times with Seacott was back in the day. We have this legendary story. We used to play with the. Uh, G.I. Joe's. How does this tie into Martin Luther King Day? Are we just going no, off no, on a tangent? I, like, okay. I, I've moved on. We, we have to get like a sound effect that just goes unrelated. Unrelated. Like, and just hit it whenever we go off oh, yeah. on some tangent. Okay. So go ahead. I should so that unrelated. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was searching around because one of the things that we're doing is like finding things that the other person can comment on or whatever. So, like, um, Chris and I's one of the basis of our relationships was G.I. Joe. Um, and there's a legendary story that we have where we were all playing me. Uh, my younger brother and my cousin were at my place playing with the G.I. Joes with my buddy Chris. And Chris is a very particular person, right? He's, he, he, he knows what he likes. He knows what things are supposed to sound like and do and all this stuff. And so one of my favorite message, uh, favorite stories back then is we're playing with the G.I. Joes. And one of my cousins was playing with the Destro character who, if you've watched the cartoon, has a very distinct voice. Yeah, that was him with the big I, booming voice that we were just listening to. The one exactly. that's like, rah, 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 is Cobra Commander. It's Cobra Commander, And if right? you're young and you're listening to this, you have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. So fast forward about a minute. Exactly. <laughs> but um, there, um, so my cousin was playing with the Destro character and making like this like funny girl. Yeah, we were so- acting out the, char- the, the action figures that we were yes. playing with. Yes. Yeah. And so... Chris got really upset and smacked the Destro character out of my cousin's hands and said, Destro does not talk like that, which we were all shocked. And it was the best thing in the world. But then I was like, oh, let me let me think about that stuff when I look up what I want to talk to Chris about. And if you listen to these, hold on. 
fine of an immature mind. You're not very good at That's this. That's Cobra Commander. That's Cobra Commander. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm going to end it all just for that. A hundred thousand pieces of gold says you can't. How do you plan to stop me? By letting my unwilling gladiator fight his own battle. What a, okay. The guy with the deep, booming voice is Destro. Is Destro. But he sounds like he's packing heat. Let's just... Right. <laughs> but I also, I didn't realize he's a black guy. That's oh, a yeah. black dude's voice. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never got that until now. Yeah, where I'm like that. It sounds like James Earl Jones or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. It, he definitely. It, there's no question that that's a that's a black actor voice yeah. actor that's doing that. I have to look up who it was, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm stunned. And and you know what? He does not talk like your cousin was doing it. And as for <laughs> the way I reacted, I apologize. I have absolutely no leg to stand on. I was a little prick. And that was awesome. I was such a diva. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I, sh- I, Otto says, Chris said it. No, I shrieked it, slapped it out of his hand, and ran out of the room like I was like Nathan Lane in the birdcage. Like, I was, I was a lunatic. Awesome. That was awesome, dude. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for bringing that up. So everybody yeah, knows yeah. that I'm insane. Anyway. Um, so my thing that was in the news, uh, it's a little bit more lighthearted than that. Right. Um, so, as we know at this point, and maybe by the time you're listening to this, there are already fucking robots running the world. I don't know. Right. Um, and this may not seem so topical, but uh, Prince Harry mm-hmm. and you're going to go Meghan there. Markle you, you're going there. Yeah. have renounced their, uh, what is it, like their royal status? Or at yeah. least like they're not front-facing royals, like they've been demoted or something. Right. Which I think is insane. I mean, just take the freaking money. Go live out in a chalet, <laughs> like out in the middle of nowhere. Go go to fucking, what, what's that place? Um, Downton Abbey. Yeah. And just, just live your days out with somebody like waiting on you hand and foot. Yeah. Anyway, so they gave all that up. They're moving to America, or at least Canada. So people over there are calling it Mexit. Yeah, brilliant. And right, it's brilliant. It's kind of funny, right? Like it's just a play on words. Right. I was reading. Don't ever go to the comment section of anything, people. Like it is <laughs> the worst right. attributes of humanity. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're on like sunshine lollipops and rainbows dot com. <laughs> like right. if you go to the comment section, you yeah. your soul will rot inside yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. So they're calling it Megxit, and there are people. And actually, the article was about it too. People were getting offended that that was racist because they were. It, it implies that it's blaming Meghan Markle for right. leaving, and because right. she's a black woman, it's her fault, and this is all being put on her shoulders because right. um, people calling it Megxit. Well, that points the finger at her. It has nothing to do with Harry. Yeah, you know why? Because right. Harry's it doesn't fucking sound right. You know, <laughs> Herks it. Like what else can we call it? Prinks it. Yeah. Like like Harry leaving. Like it doesn't sound good. (laughs) Like Megs it sounds good. It's perfect. It fits together. And I I mean, what I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like to me, I well, we're we're gonna because as we're going through this, we're gonna be putting. I'm gonna ask you stuff that like, oh, you're gonna stand in for all black people. I'm gonna stand in for all white people. So I'm gonna ask you, (laughs) as African American, does that is that offensive to you? No, the Megs it part is not 
racist. Well, that's what I'm talking about, specifically the Megxit part. We can get to the other stuff. The Megxit part is not uh, racist at all. I I don't know how it applies unless they're they're sort of backfilling it with the actual racist shit that's happened to her. But like, I think that um, what I like about, you know, what what we're sort of going through now um, and what I hate about it is that everything is such a hot button issue. Everything can be everything can be such a a thing that we can't even have like a sensible discussion about it. Like Megxit isn't racist, right? Now, I read an article where they lined up all the shit that the press said about Meghan Markle versus all the shit that the press said about uh, who's the other princess? What's her face? Um, um, Kate. 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 Um, and and when you match them story for story on the same exact subject, where like when she was pregnant as opposed to to when Kate was pregnant, then you start to go, okay, what the fuck is that, right? Right, but and they, they call her like exotic beauty and things like that instead of just saying natural beauty or... Right, but but even things like there was like, there's like, there's, it's pretty brilliant. It's like 12 articles that they put back to back on each subject. So when she was pregnant, when Megan was pregnant, they had an article that was like, why does she keep touching her belly? It's so weird, blah, 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 blah. And then cut to two and a half years ago when Kate was pregnant, it was like, oh, isn't it beautiful that she touches her belly and acknowledges the baby? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's actually racist or not, but like there's definitely a different way they're treating her than him. Yeah. And and just to play devil's advocate, I wonder if some of that too, not just the racial aspect of things, because I, I think that she's been treated like an outsider. Right. In a way that Kate hasn't. And I think Kate, to a little bit of an extent, was treated as an outsider. Mm-hmm. because she's not royalty. Right, she's now, right. but she was not royalty. Meghan Markle is not only not royalty, mm-hmm. she's American. She's American. Mm-hmm. And she's black. Right, right, right. You throw all those things together, and mm-hmm. you've got this perfect storm of right. people treating her like shit. Right, and, right. And frankly, let's be honest here. The level of her being treated like shit, as opposed yeah. to somebody leaving a grocery store and having to make sure that they're not going to get tackled by security on the way out, <laughs> right. is not quite the same. It's sure, sure. not to diminish what she's going through or what sure. she's been through, but it's sure. certainly not the same scorching level of racism that like somebody that's working a nine to five job is going to get. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, and, and unrelated, but related, I... I I have loved the concept of royalty so much um, because it's such bullshit. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, like yeah. you're royal because we are. We all have decided that you are, and then and then when we don't, you're not royal anymore. You know, hello French Revolution, right? And so, but the thing is, they don't have any power anymore. They don't have power. So it like it's that's ceremonial. Yeah, one where it's like, what else are you gonna do? You know what I mean? They they are already independently wealthy, right? Um, and so I can understand why they would want to leave that, right? Because it's like it's a bullshit job anyway. They've got their charities, they've got their money, they've, right. they've got to pay back the three million dollars to, Ooh, to the renovation or whatever. But like, you know, if I had enough money to walk away from the royals fuck yeah i would do that do you know oh, what i mean yeah and go that's live the difference like, between you and me man i'd be living out and i'd be living out <laughs> on some estate i'd have somebody coming by to like wash my balls every day like i'm like <laughs> like i don't i don't give a fuck like you're gonna i'm gonna eat whatever i want like just i live so far out that nobody can come bother me as a matter of fact i'm gonna put snipers around the perimeter and just like they can shoot like they can shoot like those uh those beanbag rounds, I don't care. Like, right. I don't want to be lethal. <laughs> but that said, give me all that shit. I, right, you, can, right. you can call me whatever the fuck you want. 
As a matter of fact, right. I'm getting rid of television. I'm getting rid of the internet. <laughs> I'm going to live. I'm just going to have, do they even still make DVDs? Like, uh, have DVDs delivered to my house. No, I think they do. I think they do put stuff on DVD. Who the hell buys those anymore? Whenever there's a movie comes out, and, you know, Otto is a big-time movie star. So, yeah, and he knows the inside and out of this. But whenever some movie comes out, like Avengers Endgame, they're, like, releasing on Blu-ray and digital or streaming on blah, blah, blah. Who the hell has a Blu-ray player? Listen to this and and allow me to sound douchey movie starry, right? So I'm part of the the Academy Award voting thing, right? Yeah. Every year, and I'm also part of the Screen Actor Guild thing and all the award ceremonies, right? Name drop. I'll I'll just do some name dropping as well. But like, (laughs) we get the screeners in the fucking mail. Yes, I remember you telling me this. Yep. I I, at my apartment right now, there's a hundred DVDs that I can't play because you don't have a I don't DVD. Know my, my, I don't have a DVD player and I'm like all of these things are already on Netflix or Hulu or whatever like right, I can right you so can stream like, them I can stream them so why are you sending me so I have stacks like oh. I, I at least this series you have this to send them season, back right no they just sit there like uh, okay. either, they all have um what do you call it um watermarks on them so, so we're gonna give them out as prizes yeah yeah we'll have so contests and give out prizes it. okay yeah let's do that yeah <laughs> actually we're not gonna do that we don't want we don't want auto to get in trouble we're totally no. gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's, that that's my first world problem right there yeah and you know what speaking of that yeah so speaking <laughs> as it speaking as a representative of all white people we mm-hmm. wanted to do something where we had people ask us questions. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to do, going forward, we're going to do something called, depending on the questions we get, either ask a black guy or ask a white guy. And hopefully <laughs> at some point we can have some correspondence. So I, um, a, f- a good friend of mine called in, and I, I, I have not listened to this. So right. I'm going to play it. Here we go. All right. Ask a white guy, ask a black guy. Okay, so <laughs> I guess this I question that was is a for thing me. Since, yeah, that's a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Please let 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 us enlighten me. So, on behalf of all white people, I think it's just a fucking somebody. I'm gonna blame Elvis. Elvis. Elvis popped a collar once upon a time, and now every white guy that thinks they want to, they're gonna be cool. They right. pop their collar. You know, it's it's until you brought it up, it's not even something that I think about, but. Just the action of popping the collar, like, why? Why did Elvis do it in the first place? Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, yeah, like, I mean, uh, and he had a fucking huge collar. If you look yeah, at like yeah. those Vegas outfits he had, right. over the top. I mean, it looks like the back of Doctor Strange's cape right. <laughs> from the it's, comics, anyway. It's such a silly. I mean, when you, you know, it's such a thing in our culture that popping the collar is like something cool. But like, when you actually think about it, why? I, I didn't. Isn't that something that Fonzie did as well? Yes. The only time I've ever popped my collar was when it was cold to answer our friend that called in. Right. Um, I think that's the only time I've ever popped a collar, like other than as a joke. Yeah. Like I, yeah. yeah, Like I have a leather jacket that like I pull up across the back of my neck and like, you know, pull my hat down and like, oh, it's cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Just popping a collar, especially. And here's the thing. Popping a collar. And I don't know if she mentioned this specifically. It seems like it's on polo shirts, 
which yeah, is like yeah, the polo. geekiest shirt you could do it on. It always seems to be with polo shirts. Right. And I think it's like it's like um, what's that place that all you white people go to in the summers that black the people. Gap? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh. Um, an actual it's, place. It's like an island or, you know, like oh, off. Oh, um, the Hamptons? Yeah, the Hamptons, but the, there's Cape another Cod? place. Cape Cod? Yeah, it's the Cape Cod, the Hamptons, and then there's another, like it's called Breckenridge or something like that or oh, whatever Breckenridge it is. Breckenridge is Kenne- out in Colorado, yeah, yeah. Whatever, um, like Kennebunkport. It's Kennebunkport, like of, yes, that's where the Kennedy like, compound is. Is yeah, yeah. Kennedy so, I, 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 or I think no, that's where the bushes live, or something. I think they like live that. right near each other. We'll have to look yeah. into that. We'll have a corrections that's corner, right. and we'll <laughs> look into it. <laughs> right, but it's like the preppy. I remember it's like the preppy white dude, like the dock, the boat shoes, kind of like this that kind of people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where the people who call each other like, oh, Buffy, oh, okay, okay. Oh, you Jordy. had to go there yeah. on. Don't you dare you! Don't you dare defame that that name. Um, Sorry, man. <laughs> okay, we're going to tell you right now there's an ongoing battle between right. Otto and I. Yep. Otto is a gigantic fan of Battlestar Galactica. Fucking awesome. BSG. Yep. I refer to it as Schindler's List in space because it's the most <laughs> fucking depressing thing I've ever watched in my life. And I love sci-fi, but when you've got, a, you've got a tote board that people are just <laughs> ticking off the number of humans that are alive. It's a, really? Actually, it's a whiteboard. You're in outer space and you got a whiteboard. You don't even really? have a fucking like, digital display. It's just a whiteboard. And because they're crossing off they, they, they Because they didn't want to use any more of the integrated technology because the fucking Cylons had taken it over. So they were going like analog. Oh, Come and by on, the way, Chris. spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, everybody is a fucking Cylon. Everybody's a Cylon. It's just like that's the big plot twist in every episode. Like oh, Otto was a Cylon all along. It's like, dude, it got tired twenty times in. All right, enough, enough. Crazy. And then Otto can bitch about my show. Please take uh, the floor, uh, Mister Asando. Yeah. So uh, Chris Seacott is an equally huge, or even huger, because you've been it for longer than I've known Battlestar Galactica. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Joss Whedon right? And Joss Whedon does rule, and Chris finally got me to start watching it. So I, I watched the first episode, and I, I couldn't like stand it. Like I like, and I and I think I got all the way to episode like eight. Like I dug in, and I, and and as you're gonna say, you got to get to season two. That's when it gets great, and right. Angel comes in, or whoever, some demon guy comes, whatever the fuck comes in. Um, but I I was done because I, I guess the show I feel is really writ- well written because it's Joss Whedon. But like I couldn't I don't I don't talk bad about actors. So there are too many white people in it. <laughs> that too. But I was just like, oh, why am I? I don't know. Why the fuck am I watching this? Like I I, I don't get why it's good. Like I don't get it. And this is all due respect to Joss Whedon. I, dude, you don't have to apologize to anybody. <laughs> Come at me guns blazing. It's oh, fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Battlestar Galactica sucks. You think Buffy sucks. It's yeah. all good. Firefly is a great fucking show. Yeah, and that was That's that was good. canceled way too soon. Yeah, yeah. That was a fantastic show. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. But um yeah, but. and you know, just for the record, I, I do go to Buffy sing alongs and things like that. So um <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't, I don't think is there a BSG musical episode? Because no, there's oh, there's a Buffy yeah. musical episode and Fuck. it's amazing. Oh God. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to do random shit we learned this week. Otto, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? 
oh, this is just going to sound really fucking boring, but I, I learned how. Oh, you had witty use... hear mine, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> I learned how to use the masking feature on Photoshop because I've never dealt with Photoshop before. So I was like editing some photos that I took taken and I was like, I fucking would love to do this to this um, photo that I have. I have no idea. And so my friend was like, you can do it on Photoshop. So I did a couple of the tutorials and then I was like, that's what masking is. This is fucking brilliant. And I geeked out for like an hour and a half putting stupid shit on people's faces in Photoshop. That's how fucking dorky I am. Wow. I, that was that you, you live a super exciting life. You really truly do. Maybe it's just the, the minutia of everyday life that fascinates you at this point. Totally dude. Totally. That's funny. So I learned, and this might be a complete duh moment for everybody out there. Right. So the other night I was, uh, I had worked out, was very sore, and I went mm -hmm. to take Tylenol PM, and for the first time in my life, I actually looked at the ingredients. Uh-huh. Do you know that Tylenol PM is literally just Tylenol and Benadryl? <laughs> it's literally just Tylenol and Benadryl. It's a total <laughs> fucking scam. Like, if you need to go to sleep, just and you want, just take Tylenol, take Benadryl. Like, you don't need to take... Go out and specifically buy Tylenol PM. You can have two separate things and take them at the same time. That's literally all it is. There's no, awesome. there's no other active ingredients. That's it's awesome. acetaminophen and yep. whatever the fuck Benadryl is. That's it. And my mind was blown. I, I think I stood in the bathroom and stared at myself in the mirror for like a good five minutes, feeling like I just stepped through some portal into the twilight zone. My life made no sense. Everything up to that point was a lie. <laughs> Soylent Green is people. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm like, Tylenol PM is just Benadryl. Like, how? Like, how have I lived my entire life and never known that? I have something oh. that I wanted to drop as a uh, grenade in your lap. Oh, go for <laughs> it! Yeah. You go off on it. This is Otto's um, red button. Like, push the alarm. Like, there's no way that I can talk about this and he's not. I'm going to say this uh -huh. and then I'm going to step back and just let you rant. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, yeah. White people's obsession with. Oh, God. Baby got back. Fuck, I hate that fucking song so much. One thing I will say. To, no, no, don't to... try to justify it. Just rant. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> it's it's like it's here's here's the thing. Um, It's it's the song that white people know all the words to it's the it's and, the new version of it takes two by rob bass right right that's a fucking great song and i don't mind if anybody knows that but, but like that when we were in high school and stuff like right you put you play that white people come running from the hills to dance to that goddamn song and right. sing every word but i'm sorry sure. go ahead. but this is a, i think this song is different i think because especially because of the way it starts with the two women talking and like oh my god look at her butt and all that stuff and it's like that song that calls just like it's like a it's like a dog whistle all like all the white people in the bar start to go with that song and go crazy especially the white women and then they yeah, come to yep. me as if hey i'm a huge hip-hop fan and <laughs> i want to show you that I know all the words to baby got fucking back. Right. And, and 
I want to murder people. Can I so point out? Here, respect can I, the fucking Sir Mix-a-Lot or whatever the fuck his name is. But Sir like, I, yes. Oh, my he God. When that song was on. Yeah. He, he used he to was just be knighted. Mix-a-Lot. And then oh, he went oh, on. No, he wasn't really knighted. <laughs> just, That's what he called oh, himself. Christ. I'm just joking. No, no, yeah, duh, He's knighted for that song, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I Elizabeth remember, was so taken by his by his ode to big asses that she was like, <laughs> I doubly Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> I remember I was in a bar and I was uh, there was this cute girl I was talking to and we were just you know having a good time at the, oh no it was karaoke right didn't and so you, didn't you break up with a woman over that song no I I I didn't date her because uh, of the song because like right. we were we were all at karaoke and then she was like. I got something coming up and I was like, oh, cool. And I just done Prince and all this stuff. Right. And I don't do karaoke like I don't normally do it. It's like you have to drag me to it and then I'll have fun and, you know, whatever. Right. And right. so, you know, you know, you put you put your song on the list and I'm waiting for her song. Right. And then she wanted to do a duet because she assumed I knew fucking baby Bob got back. So she comes up and she's like, this is our song. And I hear dun 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 you and I are not going to happen. You right. and I, I gave her, no, she's sweet, sweet lady. I gave her the side eye for the rest of the night. I didn't talk. She like she knew something was wrong, and I was like, no. What is your go-to karaoke song? Do you uh, have I one? Like, um, Louis Armstrong. Anything Louis Armstrong except okay. Wonder Wonderful World, right? Because I can kind of do a Louis a little bit. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Oh, no question. Oh. Forgot about Dre, but Dr. Dre and Eminem. <laughs> Seriously, like I, I, and I love doing it because, um, and if they don't have that, I do Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg. Right, right, I right. do it just really for the shock value. <laughs> like people look at me and they're like, this is this dorky white dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But um, karaoke is one of those, it's weird. I, this is unrelated, but related, but it's like. Unrelated. I hate being. I hate when somebody tells me we got to do karaoke and they they drag you or like I hate like a game night where somebody has to like do the game. I don't know what it is about me. And this is probably something else we'll have to cut because I don't even know if this is funny or even relevant. But like I hate being dragged to things. Right. I just like let's not make a big deal out of it. If we go to fucking karaoke or karaoke, how the fuck ever say we'll go. But like stop karaoke. I, you know, I, like, okay, that's your thing. Okay. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, you know, you know, it's funny for me yeah. and you know, I am like my spirit animal is like Larry David. I am a crank. I'm an old man yeah. stuck, an old cranky man stuck in the body of a rapidly aging white man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I typically like if somebody asked me to do something, I'm just like, yeah, I, I, right. unless it's something her, like that, I just cannot stand. Right. Like I'm always up for whatever the experience is. I mean, if somebody comes right. to me and they're like, you want to go to the sex club? No, I'm not interested. But, <laughs> it, you know, somebody's like, oh, or, you want to go to, or what'd you say? Or maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. No, I, that's not. We should, you should. <laughs> so good. I actually, yeah. <laughs> I tried uh, to cue it up, but then. A, a, an ad have you seen the breaking anyway, bad but... cut with that oh i think i have it's I think from I the end it's like from I the have. end it's from the uh the episode where they uh they're emptying out the the tanker on the train 
and then right. the kid gets okay. shot, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it cuts to yeah. as soon as he shoots the kid, it just goes dun 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 dun. We I I gotta watch that whole series one more time because oh, that dude. was so fucking what Breaking good, Bad, dude. Breaking Bad, yeah, I gotta do that. And Kirby enthusiasm. Kirby enthusiasm is just I whenever I need to pick me up, I watch that show. It's, <laughs> um, <clears throat> that is yeah. I don't know what else we yeah. got to talk about. I think we're yeah. we run out of. Uh, well, we haven't run out, but right. there's plenty more to talk about. But I think yeah, we have I... uh, talked ourselves out today on this yeah. stuff. Anyway, so that's pretty much what we're looking to do here. Um, probably told you way more stuff about ourselves than <laughs> you ever wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. But that is how unrelated. I will sign off here, and uh, I am. Uh, Chris, the evil twin. And I am Otto, the good twin. And until next time, um, I don't really know. Just don't don't piss people off. Like, just try yeah. to be nice to people, I guess. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We don't have a catchphrase yet, so don't be an asshole. Yeah, and talk it out. Talk it out. Talk it out. Hug it out if you need to. Anyway, <laughs> good talking, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Peace, guys. Bye.